First part of session 85, let's talk here about what I call cosmic antagonism. What is that? Let's find out. This session has completely new material and we're going to get into that. Uh, it's a very easy session actually, so I will definitely cover it in two parts. And we're going to start with this new conversation, which kind of derives from the initiation of this session, as you will see, but it goes into conversation about the fifth density negative entity that was, um, let's just call it trying to balance the uh, the work that they were doing here in in the channeling of the raw contact so um, normally this is seen as a sort of um, metaphysical drama going on you know as uh, oh they were channeling this and they attracted a negative entity that's what happens when you do this or Whatnot. I want to give it a little bit more of an elegant uh, approach to this, something that is a little bit more practical too, and that we can relate to. Because I think if we're going to take anything out of value of this material, it's going to be something that is practical for us, something that we can relate to, and that it's uh, it's not a uh, a promoting of fear, right? Which is what I I have been always against um, because uh, psychological fear is something we can do without. It's not necessary. Um, survival fear is a different thing. It's a mechanism that we have and we should always, um, we always have a healthy amount of that. We don't, we don't need to exacerbate it with psychological fear. So I think that's, that's something that um, it's important. Some people may argue that psychological fear is necessary I disagree, and I have uh, strong reasons to to oppose that uh, that idea, which I think is just the ego trying to um, cling to reality and say, "Please don't take away my fears, because I don't exist without fears." Um, but yeah, so it's a it's it's a deep topic. In any case, let's start. There's nothing for me to remind you of the last session so let's go into the first actually this is not the first question but it's relevant to to show how um, the conversation started this conversation on what I call cosmic antagonism and just as a reminder in the raw contact you will see as I will show you here if you're watching this on YouTube uh, all the in the raw contact it's all the questions are numbered so the reason why this is zero is because Ra, in essence, Don and Jim, or Don waited for Ra to manifest through Carla, saying, I am Ra, I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator, and so on. And that is number as zero, because it's Ra saying, we're here, hello. And so here Ra says, I am Ra, we communicate now, which is odd because they always say, uh, we greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator, we communicate now, or something to that effect. Now here they just say, I am Ra, we communicate now. 
and there is a notation in the raw contact where it says that there is a 40 second pause in in between this and then Don's questions uh, or first question where he simply said, could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? But before that, Ra is going to clarify something and they say, we ask your permission to pre preface this answer by the inclusion of the greeting which we use. And so Don in question two says, that's agreeable. And then Ra explains, we greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We were having some difficulty with the channel of energy influx due to pain flare, as you call this distortion of the physical body complex of this, this, of this instrument. Therefore, it was necessary to speak as briefly as possible until we had safely transferred the mind-body-spirit complex of this instrument. We beg your kind indulgence for our discourtesy. It was appropriate. So this is them clarifying why they simply uh, introduce themselves as saying we communicate now and then there was a pause which I I think was more on Don's side for some reason than Ross but uh, they were trying to do some adjustments right so the only thing I would say here is that this shows a little bit more of the mechanism of contact of channeling which I am not an expert on I don't know much about it but it seems as Ross says that Especially that that I can say because it's all over the raw contact and Ra explained it um, in some ways that the contact is narrow banded. So that means that they have a very weak uh, connection with the body of Carla, let's say her vocal cords and uh, her tendons and other things that they sometimes uh, manipulate or move for her comfort, for the body's comfort especially to avoid the pain flares that they they talked about here so my guess is that carla was in a position that was causing her pain and because of that the body seems to be more interested in dealing with the pain than with um, the transmission of information of course and we are all familiar with this we know that pain can really really attract our attention and take it away from anything else. Um, so that makes sense to me. And because their contact is narrow banded, then this would happen. So they say it was necessary to speak as briefly as possible until we had safely transferred the mind-body-spirit complex of this instrument. So what does that mean? Um, just to remind you, what would happen is that what we consider the mind-body-spirit complex of Carla, that individuated point of consciousness that Carla represented, that's the mind-body-spirit complex. I sometimes associate it with a vortex of energy, right? Imagine that we are, that's our mind. Our mind is a sort of fractal that is, is always evolving. It's always uh, because of the patterns that it sees, it keeps evolving and changing and so on. Um, that's what we call evolution. But it's just consciousness seen through the lens of a mind in which there is experience because of the patterns that it sees. And that goes into energy centers and all of that. But I don't want to make it that complicated. I like to just say every mind is as a sort of vortex of, uh, of mind. It's really, it's, it's just a, uh, a synthesized experience 
that consciousness can have. So they used to take that and rest it in sixth density with them. In other words, Carla, what we know as Carla, used to be in sixth density with them. We've talked about that in the past. So that's that's what they're referring here. They they were making sure that she was in the place of rest before talking uh, through the instrument. And so the rest, we just see the formality and uh, so well educated that Ra is. We beg your kind indulgence for our discourtesy. It was appropriate. Uh, you gotta love them. All right, what else does Ra say? They're talking about the condition of Carla or the instrument, and they say the condition of this instrument is as follows. The necessity for extreme vigilance is less due to the somewhat lessened physical complex energy deficit. The potential for distortion remains, and continued watchfulness over the ingestion of healthful foodstuff continues to be recommended. So, <laughs> uh, just to interpret this bunch of words. So, they don't need to be as careful, not that they don't need to be as careful, but uh, the period of being so careful, you know, when you're sick and you're being cared for, that's a lot of attention. When you're not sick, then you're still careful or people care for you, but not as much as when you're sick. So uh, because of she's feeling better, then that lo level of attention is not necessary. Um, the potential for distortion, however, remains. If you're still vulnerable to sickness, but you're feeling better, then you're still vulnerable. Uh, making an analogy here to, to the physical um, condition of Carla. And also the continued watchfulness of her diet, in essence, uh, is, is recommended because that is, of course, part of health. Okay, what else do they say? They say, although the instrument is experiencing more than the, shall we say, normal for this mind-body-spirit complex, distortion towards pain at this space-time nexus, the basic condition is less distorted. The vital energies are as previously stated. We commend the vigilance and care of this group. So in essence, her body was uh, recovering. It was still vulnerable. Uh, and even though it was experiencing more pain, right, or still had a lot of pain, normal pain that she was used to, uh, her basic condition or the foundation, the root of the pain is less distorted, which possibly means recovery in progress in the near future. And the vital energies, which are not associated totally with the physical, although they are uh, related to, the vital energies are, as previously stated, if I remember correctly, they were fine. They were recovering. She was being um, nourished in vital energy. So they were doing really good work, and Ra simply commend them for that. So that's it. That's the whole thing about Carla and her situation right now. Next question is going to get into uh, our topic of the day. In question three, Don says, what is the current situation with respect to our fifth density service to self polarized companion, shall I say? This is the negative entity. Ross says, your companion has never been more closely associated with you than at the present nexus. You may see a kind of crisis occurring upon the so-called magical level at this particular space-time nexus. So, uh, 
the premise here is that they, as they began this contact with Ra, they attracted a very similar entity, not quite because it was fifth density. There are no sixth density negative entities of the level of Ra. They could be at the lowest levels of sixth density. And that's something that I'll explain in a little bit. If I remember, <laughs> I tend to forget sometimes. Sorry for that. But yeah, I'll, I'll try to remember. <laughs> I think they'll talk about something that will remind me of that, hopefully. But again, the premise is that because of the contacts, they attracted a negative entity that was of uh, similar uh, or the closest possible to uh, to the information that they were receiving. Okay, so you you can begin to see the the antagonism that I'm talking about. This is just simply universal balance, and I'll explain this more as we go through the next questions, but. Uh, what Ra is saying here is that your companion has never been more closely associated with you than what they, they are right now, or currently at that point in their sessions. And there is a sort of crisis that is happening, and Don is going to ask about this. And this is at the magical level of this particular space-time nexus. So something that is happening, the dynamic of this, uh, this antagonism that's happening here. And so let's find out what the crisis is and learn more about this whole situation. Don says, what is the nature of this crisis? Ross says, the nature of this crisis is the determination of the relative polarity of your companion and yourselves. You are in the position of being in the third density illusion and consequently having the conscious collective magical ability of the neophyte, whereas your companion is most adept. However, the faculties of will and faith and the calling to the light have been used by this group to the exclusion of any significant depolarization from the service to others path. Wow. Okay. So what is the nature of this crisis? Um, there is a determination in the negative entity to bring the opposite polarity of what they're seeking. In other words, the group, Don Carla and Jim, they represented a very strong nexus of seeking, a point in uh, space-time that was seeking information of the highest quality, which is what Ra gave us. And so because of this calling, because of this uh, strong desire, then the negative entity says, oh, guess what? I can also provide my own wisdom, which is the service to self polarity. Okay. Uh, almost like imagine somebody who has money, right? And you approach their, uh, their situation. And so you on the positive path, you want to help them invest and so grow their money and uh, learn how to deal with money and all of this. Uh, whereas a negative polarity would want to take advantage of that. Depending on how much money they have and how much value you can give, then you can go both ways. That's the negative entity and the positive entity. Ra providing investment and how, you know, education and money and uh, why should be, you know, how it should be used and so on. 
Whereas the negative entity would want to manipulate, take the money for themselves, and of course, uh, create a sort of uh, Ponzi scheme or pyramid scheme, <laughs> something like that. I hope that makes sense. But you see, that's what they were trying to do. Why? Because balance. You see, if you have a lot of money and you don't know what to do with it, then both are going to be presented. It's your choice. Who do you want to follow? The one that manipulates you and controls you and uh, basically makes you their slave or those who want to help you invest your money. Change that into energy and you got polarization there. So depending on the polarization that you are inclined to have, you will uh, you will find that. However, at some point, you know, when you're making your investments and so on, somebody, you know, some uh, some banker is going to tell you, oh, I see how much you're worth. How about I give you a loan? You know, ne never mind those percentages at the bottom of this sheet that you're going to sign. <laughs> you see, so you're going to attract uh, people definitely because of the amount of energy that you have or are channeling. Uh, you can interplay with this um, as much as you want. But that's that's the idea, that's the, the point. So you're going to attract this type of, um, of entities, of energy. It's actually just uh, conscious energy that is being presented there. Um, now, the thing is that Ra is explaining that, however, because of the will and faith and the calling of the light that has been used by the group, that to the exclusion of any significant depolarization from the service to others path, um, then you, th there hasn't been any um, any significant polarization or depolarization. Uh, that's the thing. You see, their investment has not been tainted by, um, let's say, negative investments. I, I can't think of the term right now, but. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you're not using your money for uh, for greed and, and that type of behavior, which is the negative side, you see? So that's that's something that simply happens. It The the amount of light or energy that you want to work with, it's going to attract its opposite because it needs to be a balance. You can't just decide one thing and go straight and have no resistance. You need to find resistance. And I'll talk about this more in a uh, current experience that I'm having with my own path and my own work. But what else does Ross say? They say, if your companion can possibly depolarize this group, it must do so, and that quickly. For in this unsuccessful attempt at exploring the wisdom of separation, it is encountering some depolarization. This shall continue. Therefore, the efforts of your companion are pronounced at this space-time and time-space nexus. So let me continue with my analogy of the the banker or you know uh, the 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 shark. What do they call it? Money sharks or lending sharks? Shark lenders? Something like that. Imagine that kind of people, right? They want to take advantage of your money. They want to take advantage of your energy. But because you're so determined, you're not caring. Now what's happening? They can't just show up at your door and say, hey, would you like my loan? They're going to invest energy on this. They're going to invest money. They're going to try to uh, appeal you and attract you to it. So they're going to, you know, maybe give, uh, send you gifts and show you, you know, invite you to parties and 
show you all the things that, you know, this is my lifestyle, this is what you can be. That's the sort of temptation that happens in this process. So you can see that this is the same thing that is happening here. There is an investment of energy. And because just like the, the money lender, the negative one, is trying to take away your money, but they're also investing, they're losing money, they're losing time, and you're not paying attention, you're not falling for their temptations. And because of that, what happens? Well, they lose money. In the conscious realm, what is happening is that they're losing polarization. They are depolarizing themselves because they're losing energy. Entropy happens. You see, Ra says this as the unsuccessful attempt at exploring the wisdom of separation. So by exploring this unsuccessfully, they're losing energy. I hope that makes sense. It does to me. And so, uh, but you know, they, they don't care. They'll continue going at you. Yeah, they want to convince you. They'll, they'll keep sending you letters. I get them all the time, you know, 0% APR. <laughs> Please join us. We'll give you $400 if you open a bank account with us, check in and put direct deposit on it. Of course, they make way more money than that, than what they're going to give you. So you think that's free money? Oh, no. That is the fractional reserve at play, my friends, at least here in the US. Oh, I know their tricks. I was involved in all that. Not as worker, but as <laughs> a researcher of reality at that point. But enough about me. Um, let's go on with the next question. Don says, I'm totally aware, in question five, I'm totally aware of the lack of necessity or even rational need for naming of entities or things. I was wondering if this particular entity had a name just so that we could increase our efficiency of communicating with respect to him. Does he have a name? And Ra says, yes. Now, Don, before asking, is very clever and says, would it be magically bad for us to know that name or would it make no difference? Ra says, it would make a difference. And Don says, what would that difference be? Ra explains, if one wishes to have power over an entity, it is an aid to know that entity's name. If one wishes no power over an entity, but wishes to collect that entity into the very heart of one's own being, it is well to forget the naming. Both processes are magically viable. Each is polarized in a specific way. It is your choice. So here is a great, great point in terms of how to deal with negative entities, um, what to do with the information that is presented. And also um, there is a, there is an element of um, relativity here to our experience, which I'll try to cover as much as possible. And let's see what comes up because I normally don't have things prepared for this, so I'll just, I'll just wing it <laughs> the way I do it. Okay, so first, let us establish the service to other, others path, okay? Let us establish the positive view of unity in contrast with the negative view of separation. That's the spectrum that we have, unity, separation. How do we look at the world, at the universe? Okay, so 
in the positive path, in the path of unity, there is no need for naming. There is no need for... Um, naming is the... Um, oh, I forgot how is it said in Buddhism. Naming is, naming is the birth of 1,000 things or something like that. I'm terrible at remembering some things. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's a nama rupa, what they call in Buddhism. And so, yeah, naming is the origin of 10,000 things or something like that. Meaning that once we name, we separate things. Intellect, conceptualization, all of this. That's why in mystical traditions, we move away from concepts and from names and from things like that. Because we're interested in the experience of wholeness. Wholeness cannot have a name because name defines it. You see, that's why God cannot have a name. It's a, it's a very intuitive thing. We don't have to study anything to realize this. You, you can learn this in, in an island by yourself or in the forest or whatever. You, it's, a, it's a natural knowledge. That's why we say this is not knowledge that comes from the intellect. It's a knowledge that is already present in us and we just need to allow it to be instead of constricting it and compressing it with concepts and ideas. That's why we have the world that we have right now, because it's based on the intellect, uh, solely on the intellect, or mostly, I should say. I shouldn't be absolute, absolutist here. But the point is that when we define things, we give them a sort of reality, okay? So on the positive path, we are very disinterested with naming things. You see, we, we don't care to name. Let's go to Zen. In Zen, for example, you're taught to not give names to things, to not call anything a thing. You see, uh, what is this? Everybody would say, that's a cell phone, Gabe. It's not a cell phone, it could be a weapon. I mean, this thing is pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, they make them really big and heavy now. Uh, this can be a weapon, you know, this could be also uh, a back scratcher. I actually use it because I have bad, mo bad mobility with my shoulders. Um, uh, it could also be a uh, support, you know, for something. It could be anything. This is not a cell phone. But it's a concession that we make, right? So we name it and we give it a sort of description. Um, we, we shouldn't do that if we want to appreciate... Uh, it's not that we shouldn't do it ever. It is helpful, of course, uh, but it's it doesn't it doesn't really describe reality. That's the whole point of this. It's not to say this is bad. You shouldn't do it. No, you shouldn't do it if you're pursuing a specific goal. Okay. Now let's explore the negative side. In the negative side, as we might see today, maybe I'll move it to part two. We'll probably get there. Uh, Ra calls the negative side that which is not. Okay, yeah, we're definitely going to get into that. So that which is not is uh, something that is potentiated by the illusion of separation. What is that? Well, me as an entity. In the positive side, I dissolve myself into this very vibrant recognition of my being, knowing that what I am is essentially the basis of everything else. What makes me at my core is what makes everything at their core. So we both share with the rest of the universe the same core. 
that is the one the one infinite creator and so that that allows me to say i am actually not this that i think i am you know this this illusion of separation ha has no hold over me or it stops having a hold and it's gradually dissolved over time as i traverse this mystical path but on the other side we're talking about the negatives those who potentiate that which is not that which is not a separation definition um entity that's why i don't like talking about entities even ra to me is not an entity it's a resource of consciousness that's it and they will agree with this they don't like to be called anything they use ra because that's what akhenaten or somebody else no somebody else called him in egypt and uh, it's irrelevant names are no problem um, in fact, Ra at some point already said in one of our previous sessions, you have a penchant for naming things. Why do you want to do this? This was when Don asked about uh, Ra's teachers. Who were Ra's teachers? And Ra said, they have dissolved already. They're nothing. They're everything. They're the one creator. <laughs> they, they don't exist anymore. Why do you want to name them? No name for you. So... It's a, it, this is the sign mark, of course, of a positive teacher. As you can see, Ra doesn't want to potentiate this. So, but Ra being as thorough as they are, they explain why. They say, if one wishes to have power over an entity, it is an aid to know an, the, that entity's name. See, so why? Because you are giving the more reality to it. So it, it works both ways. If you give it reality, you can manipulate it or you can be manipulated by it. So it, it cuts both ways. Now, Ross says, if one wishes no power over an entity, but wishes to collect that entity into the very heart of one's being, it is well to forget the naming. Ah, makes sense, right? If you, even with humans, you can see this, right? Even... Um, even with, with humans, you will see this uh, necessity for naming and saying, you are this, you are that, you are all these things. Take away all their labels, all the labels that you may have of somebody, and you will be presented with the wholeness of being of that person at that moment, at that time. It's just beautiful, you see? So forget the naming, not just the name as Gabriel, John, uh, Sandra, whatever, uh, but the the labels what we label people as ross says each is polarized in a specific way right so forget the labeling forget the naming positive sign name label judge and all of that negative sign it is helpful in both ways as ross says uh, but it is our choice of course so this is important um, another thing that i would add to this is that uh, in our usual language we like to describe things right and uh, this i find a lot in metaphysics um, people who s suddenly in visions get a name of somebody and oh you know i have this entity now following me and telling me uh, good things about my life and all of this and so on well that's great uh, at some points I see that there's a sort of worship to this name and I begin to say, hmm, isn't that interesting? Why, why is this entity mentioning its name so much and wanting to, to be worshipped? Um, you could probably say the same thing about Ra, but Ra never asked for worshipping or 
actually they said the opposite um, but yeah you can see that in in the, the the type of contact thus the contact emphasizes their name and says oh you know use my name and everything and call my name and all these things I think that's a sign that there is something going on there's something fishy going on there like I said I don't have much experience in this I've never had any names pop up in my head that says this but I have heard from other people that they um, they start hearing entities and some strange name that has never been mentioned so I think that's why there is also the safety net of saying the name of Jesus or Michael or whatever other name that has been used I don't think there's anything to the name particularly but the collective conscious uh, power that we have given to those names and what they represent that I do believe I think those are egregors if I can use that term it's probably misapplied here because egregors are usually something uh, negative in our collective consciousness but something the opposite of that let's call it it's a sort of uh, mental resource that we have so I do agree that certain names have been historically uh, used for positive purposes and I suppose that's the um, uh, that's the usefulness of it I personally don't care about names or entities or anything um, I'm in love with this simple essence of being I think that there is no name there and it's just vibrant like I said all the time is there so yeah I just stay with myself which I know is you and everything else because it's the same basis uh, but yeah something else to mention there all right let's move on to the next question Don asks in question 8 I'm assuming that it would be a problem for the instrument if she were to meditate without the hand pressure from the other self at this time because of the continued greeting. Is this correct? Ross says, this is correct if the instrument wishes to remain free from this potential separation of mind-body-spirit complex from the third density it now experiences. So, um, <laughs> in essence, if she wants to live, then yeah, it's, uh, it's helpful if she wishes to live uh, that she meditates with her hand uh, being applied some pressure by somebody else normally it would be Jim or Don I would think and this is in her um, meditations for channeling if you remember from the later sessions later 60s sessions so 68 67 around there this was a conversation that went on for a while because Carla was reported to almost enter this trance state in which she could have died or basically, yeah, she died, but her mind-body-spirit complex would have been uh, transported to negative uh, time-space. So it goes with that conversation. And that's all about the recommendation that Ra gave that when she's going into meditation for this purposes somebody holds her hand because the applied pressure in her hand kind of anchors her here and this is an anomaly let's call it that uh, because Carla had this uh, potential for simply slipping out of her own self and yeah wondering about the universe and that wasn't a good idea back then 
especially because she wasn't uh, fully um, empowered by her channeling abilities. So she, she learned a lot more over time. All right, let's go to the next question. Don says, question nine, I am assuming that if for no other reason, since our fifth density companion has been monitoring our communications with Ra, it has been made aware of the veiling process of which we have been speaking. And it seems to me that from an intellectual point of view, that conscious knowledge and acceptance of the fact that this veiling process was used for the purpose of for which it was used, that it would be difficult to maintain high negative polarization once it was intellectually, consciously accepted that this veiling process did in fact occur the way that you have described. Could you clear up my thinking on that point? And I have no idea what Don is asking. <laughs> uh, and Ra echoes my, uh, my sentiment here because they say, we are unsure as to what our success as to our success in realigning your modes of mentation, we may, however, comment. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know what Don meant to ask here. I think, I mean, it has the fifth density negative entity and the veiling process and the polarization by maintaining it because of intellectual and consciously accepted veiling. Yeah, it, it, it's very, it's very convoluted, so. I don't know what Don meant to ask, honestly. Uh, so let's just see what Ross says. Ross says, the polarization process as it enters fourth density is one which occurs with full knowledge of the veiling process which has taken place in third density. This veiling process is that which is a portion of the third density experience. The knowledge and memory of the outcome of this and all portions of the third density experience informs the higher density polarized entity. So I, I think Ra defaulted to explanation mode in general for the terms that they were used. <laughs> uh, and then of course there is something helpful here. So uh, Ra is in essence describing the polarization process through the veil into fourth density. Okay. Um, one which occurs with full knowledge of the veiling process. Okay, actually, this is as you enter fourth density. As the entity moves into fourth density, then the polarization happens in full knowledge of the veiling process, which took place in third density. Okay, so polarization in fourth density takes into consideration what happened in third density. Obviously, it's a precursor for further polarization. And that's what Ra is saying here. Um, this also makes sense if I can overlap it with information that Ra gave at some point that in fourth density, there is a very uh, short period of time in the cycle of fourth density in which the, uh, the I think, this is this is not Ra's words, so please take this with a grain of salt. This is just my speculation. I believe that depending, independent of the percentage, fifty-one percent, seventy-one percent, eighty-five percent of service to others, this short period of time is to increase that polarization. The choice that was made in fourth density 
it needs to be intensified to a certain degree, 90 something percent. I believe Ra gives that number in fourth density, which is the prerequisite for fifth density. So that polarization occurs in a short period of time as we enter fourth density. This makes sense because once you enter fourth density, there is no veil process. Uh, and so you're able to see everything as it is. So polarization, once you make the choice, happens much more rapidly. And it is obviously necessary for the lessons that need to be learned in fourth density, which is to share your being with others. That makes total sense to me. I hope it does to you. But again, this is just my interpretation. Now, why is that important? Because that also describes the process of fourth density as in the beginning stages, we developed that, that high percentage of polarization. In other words, you can rapidly polarize to 90 something percent service to others um, by necessity of fourth density. We can also associate this with third density. The beginning of third density was, I'm pretty sure, it was a very rapid. Ra calls this a generation and a half. So imagine a generation and a half, which at that time it was uh, about a thousand years, close to that. It took a generation and a half for the third density primate to develop self-consciousness or to uh, fully develop self-consciousness. Uh, this is really interesting because scientific research has shown, and this I heard from Gary Weber, uh, somebody who I, I kind of admire a lot in his non-dual approach of reality without any philosophy or anything, just his own experience. And he talks about how the primates, uh, we developed this default mode network, which is the self-consciousness, the ability to think about yourself 75,000 years clicks perfectly with Ra, and I'm pretty sure he has no knowledge of the law of one. Um, there's also another thing, if I can get away with this at this point, uh, this is Sadhguru's interpretation of, uh, I believe it's uh, Shiva or, or Vishnu, one of them, I think it's Shiva, who was supposed to have been uh, living here on earth 75,000 years ago. Now, I don't believe an entity like Vishnu or Shiva actually lived here as a sort of god. I think that's a mythological representation of 75,000 years ago of the birth of the primate that developed self-consciousness. So these things click in my mind uh, because they're just so obvious to me. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, that's, uh, that's the process of four density. What else did they say? This veiling process is that which is a portion of the third density experience. Okay, we know that. Thank you, Ra. The knowledge of memory, the knowledge and memory of the outcome of this in all portions of the third density experience informs the higher density polarized entity, fourth density entity. So, okay, the knowledge and memory of the outcome of this experience in third density, like I said, informs the fourth density entity. Great. What else do they say? They say, it, however, does not influence the choice which has been made and which is the basis for further work past third density in polarization. Those which have chosen the service to others path have simply used the veiling process in order to potentiate that which is not. Big mistake here, I'll correct it. This is an entirely acceptable method of self-knowledge of and by the creator. So this was all a premise to explain that those on the service to self path, 
this was a mistake that they made and it carried over for like three or four more questions until it was corrected and thanks to Don being quite perceptive although it was pretty obvious that it was a mistake uh, on the part of Ra because they're saying that the service to others path is the one that uh, potentiates that which is not that is false it's the service to self path that does this so just a little mistake there but it's going to carry over to the next question so please keep that in mind and i'll point it out so what is ross saying um that this knowledge in fourth density does not influence the choice that was made in third density in essence um, why because once you make the choice you have synthesized yourself as a being of unity or as a being of separation period that's it no complexities as you move forward in the experience of the cosmic play this lila uh, that the hindus talk this the theatrical play is uh, enhanced by the hero and the villain the positive and the negative so once you move on to the higher densities then of course that choice which you made here is further explored now again if we correct Ra's words here they're talking about the service to self path that potentiates that which is not okay so because the next questions are going to continue to have this error i'm going to um to just point out that it's the service to self path the negative side this is an entirely acceptable method of self-knowledge of and by the creator. It is completely acceptable to, uh, for the creator to know itself as separate. I think it's fantastic. I think it's, it's necessary for us to have a very vivid experience in the whole octave, well, up to sixth density. Um, maybe before I forget, I'll talk about this here. So... Since we're talking about the negative path and the service to self, which is the negative entity, um, let's uh, let's describe the process. They go to fourth density. Somebody who has a very strong ego, right? And I'm talking about conscious ego, not the ego that causes you all this trouble and problems, because that's just a sign. That's an alarm in your in your mind saying, please. This is not who you are. You're not this ego. This is what is not. Is that which is not. What Ra says. Makes sense, right? Is your body and your mind telling you, you're not this. Relax. You are everything. Right? That's why all channelings that are positive will tell you things on this side. And the negative ones will tell you the same. But they'll put a seed of doubt and fear in you. Uh, but yeah. That is the, um, the negative path. When it goes into fourth density, it translates into self-love. Did they say it here? They don't say it yet. Self-love. I love myself, right? That ego continues to grow until fifth density and that it learns the, the ways of wisdom, self-love, wisdom of self-love. And then in sixth density, because of the lessons there or simply the path, the funnel, brings you to unity then there is a huge entropy and it says i cannot move forward unless i join you know the the unity party the, the unity bandwagon and so they do 
So sixth density is the, the highest portion of negative entities at the beginning stages, and then the dissolution of it, because it's reaching the maximum amount of experience, which is unity, and it wants to. The negative entity is very wise and wants to continue to experience this totality of self, but it can no longer do it through separation. There you go. I didn't forget. Okay. Credit for me, cookies, medals, all that thing. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next question. Don says in question 10, you just stated that those who are on the service to others path use the veiling process to potentiate that which is not. I believe I am correct in repeating what you said. Is that correct? And of course, Ra is going to say yes, because Don is saying, did you just say this? And they say yes, but they didn't catch their mistake. Ra didn't catch their mistake because Don, you can see, is dubious here. And he's saying, wait a minute. Did you just say the service to others path is the one that potentiates that which is not? Did you just say that? And Ra says, I mean, they're being truthful here. <laughs> they said, yes, we did say that. It's not correct, but we did say it. But again, I think they they didn't catch their mistake. Now, Don, maybe a little bit confused, says, then the service to others path have potentiated that, which is not. Could you expand that a little bit so I can understand it better? And Ra goes into an explanation and says, if you see the energy centers in their various colors completing the spectrum, you may say, you may see that the service to others, and this is another mistake, it should be service to self, choice is one which denies the very center of the spectrum that being universal love again you can read this and see that it was clear a clear mistake because the service to others is the opposite it actually acknowledges the heart universal love the heart chakra whereas the negative ones they are the ones that deny the very center of the spectrum of energy centers which is the heart universal love so again we're just writing the negative uh, entities structure and methodology for polarization but with the mistake of service to others which shouldn't be there and it, and it will be corrected so Ra continues and says therefore all that is built upon the penetration of the light of harvestable quality by such entities is based upon an omission this omission shall manifest in fourth density as the love of self that is the fullest expression of the orange and yellow energy centers, which then are used to potentiate communication and adepthood. So we're still following the path of the negative being. And that would be, like I said, and I mentioned before, is the love of self, self-love. Okay, which shouldn't be confused. Some people get it confused with, oh, I shouldn't care about myself. I should just abandon myself. This love of self is service to self. That is not true. That is taken out of context. You must love yourself, but not as a separate being. That's the thing that is missing here. There is a very different thing as loving the self as a separate being, that being you, and um, and loving the self as the one self that is. Acknowledging that there is no other self. There is no me separate from everything else. There is no you separate from me. There is just this one self. We're all this... Um, this one field experiencing itself. That's what we are. We're just a field of experience that I can describe it as simple as that. There is just one field of experience. That is you, that is me. But for us to experience ourselves, we need to appear to be at a distance and moving in time. So, um, 
that is the, the type of love of self. You love everything. The self is everything. Like the Hindus call it the self. Brahman is that self. Okay, so all that is built upon the penetration of light, of the light of harvestable quality, so moving to fourth density, is based on, on emission. Looking at the energy centers again, it is the omission um, of the heart center, right? But it's a full expression of the orange and yellow ray energy center. Why? Because they are the ones that create the illusion of separation. So they're there to create this beautiful illusion of uh, dealing with each other of, you know, it's like in your imagination, there is an energy center or two energy centers, if you can call them that, that creates the division between you or the point of view in which you're imagining things and that which you are imagining. That's a necessary structure for us to have an experience in our imagination. The same thing is happening here. However, in the negative path, that view, that perspective, that mechanism is potentiated to the point that it creates the illusion, very strong illusion, of actually being a separate being. And that is used, which is really the metaphysical magic that happens here, uh, that is used to potentiate communication, throat chakra, and adepthood, indigo ray. You see, the omission is the heart energy center. So, in essence, the negative entity uses everything at its disposal, rejecting universal love, and using... Uh, only wisdom and uh, sacredness or this um, intelligent energy, I should say, which is sacred, of course, from our point of view, not for them. Okay, so they continue saying, when fifth density refinement has been achieved, that which is not is carried further. This is fourth density into fifth density. The wisdom density being explored by entities which have no compassion, no universal love. The experience that the they okay, they experience that which they wish by free choice, being of the earnest opinion that green ray energy is folly. So again, once they move into uh, fourth density, right? Uh, there is the the potentiation of this, right? That's the refinement of self-love. And once that is achieved, is moved into fifth density. And in fifth density, they explore, uh, without compassion and no universal love, experiences of their free choice in the opinion that green energy is folly. So all that love and all the compassion, all that unity is a problem. We need not have that, is what they say. And so they work towards uh, dividing that, uh, disintegrating that, which kind of makes sense, you know, from their point of view, just like we believe that separation is, uh, it's an illusion and should be dissolved in our minds for us to experience the fullness of the creator. So they do, but they're limited, of course, they're limited because you cannot experience the maximum amount of bliss and, uh, love of self if you don't include everything else. So that makes sense to me. I think finally, uh, in this answer, they say, that which is not may be seen as a self-imposed darkness in which harmony is turned into an eternal disharmony. 
However, that which is not cannot endure throughout the octave of their density. That's another mistake, I believe. And as darkness eventually calls the light, so does that which is not eventually call that which is. Okay, so a little um, confusing all of this. And yeah, let's let's get to this final part. Okay, so that which is not the negative, the separation of self, may be seen as a self-imposed darkness. Okay, I just cloud myself of what is true and clear. I create this darkness around me in which harmony is turned into an eternal disharmony. See, harmony makes sense with everything. It's uh, it's one with everything. Harmony is simply, you know, that state of flow, you know, effortless flow. Whereas disharmony is just the one that wants to continue to separate things, to break them apart. You experience disharmony when something does not fit the current experience. So, for example, you hear a melody and it's harmonious. Everything is flowing perfectly, but you introduce an element or a, um, what's it called, an instrument that starts to play in, in disharmony. It seems separate from the harmony of the rest of the instruments. So that's the, the kind of thing that we're seeing here. Now, Ra explains that which I already explained, which is the sixth density. Um, uh, and that's where the mistake is, I think, there. But they're, they're explaining that that which is not cannot endure throughout the octave of third density. I think that's a mistake. It should be the, the whole octave of all um, the creation, not third density. But they did, they did say third density, and I don't think this is corrected at any point. Let me make sure. Uh, whoops, where are you? Here, no. Where am I? I usually have this. All right. This is question 11. Uh, yep, yeah, the note says that though unknown, there is the potential that octave of third density is an uncorrected error. So I won't read the rest. I'll read it. This is the note in the raw contact. They say, while each density could be considered its own octave, the journey of polarity is not confined to the boundaries of third density alone, but transpires in the larger octave of densities or seven densities, beginning in third and concluding in early sixth. So I agree with this note, uh, especially by knowing that Ra was making a mistake, saying service to others instead of, instead of service to self, I believe that they also made the mistake of saying third density, but this should be the whole octave. That makes sense to me. So let us assume that Ra says uh, that that which is not can endure throughout the octave, and as darkness eventually calls the light, so does that which is not eventually call that which is. Just like darkness calls the light, separation calls unity eventually. That is sixth density. So, okay, I will cover, I think, one more question. Let me see. Two more, because here's where we're going to correct the error, and I want to leave you with that at least. Question 12, Don says, I believe that there were salient errors in the communication we just completed because of transmission difficulties. Are you aware of these errors? Ross says, we are unaware of errors, although this instrument is experiencing flares of pain, as you call this distortion. 
we welcome and encourage your perceptions in correcting any errors in transmission. So here's where, unfortunately, Don didn't pick up on the last very possible mistake, which was octave of third in uh, density. But what we're going to correct is the service to others. So here it is, question 13, Don says, I think simply that the statement was made that we were speaking of the service to others path. Would you check that, please? And Ross says, may we ask that you be apprised of our intention to have spoken of the service to self path as the path of that which is not. Apprise means something noted, um, uh, something perceived or you see, uh, taking note of. So that's what they're saying. Yes, sorry, we meant service to self path. There it is. Error corrected. There are no mistakes under the law of one, <laughs> except this one. <laughs> um, come on, Ra, you should know better. In any case, uh, that's that's the whole of this um, of this first part. We definitely cover more than half, so we're going to cover this in two parts. I think we're going to go into uh, archetypical mind at some point in this session, or some balancing, veiling. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe some archetypical mind towards the end. All right. So that's all I got. Conclusions. I named this first part cosmic antagonism. And I promised that I was going to give you uh, a bit of an insight into my own experience as to what is happening. And it's interesting because we, we see this in in different degrees, right? When when we try to do something, there's going to be antagonism. Uh, so example, you know, you you want to uh, start riding a bike, you know, and you're going to find some very uh, lesser antagonism by people saying, uh, you know, you're gonna fall, you're gonna have injuries, and they're gonna fill you with these fears and say, that's antagonism, you see, you need to, to balance these and say, oh no, so I'm definitely not gonna ride a bike. Uh, or you will say, you know, contrary to that, you know, I, I go against all of that. This is what I wanna do and this is what I'll do. You see, uh, you may be deterred from doing it and so on. And we all have examples of this, you know, maybe what you wanted to study in college or uh, as a, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, and when it's not a career in college, but just something that you wanted to study and spirituality is another one. You know, you start getting into all these metaphysical concepts and spiritual path and whatnot, and people are going to look at you and say, um, you know, that's antagonism. It's a way to balance things, is to, to test, you know, to see what, what do you want to do? You really want to take this path. And in my current experience, uh, since I, I've seen some antagonism, of course, in talking about the law of one. And I thought actually, uh, naive of me, I thought that most of the antagonism was going to come from the, the law of one metaphysical heavy side. Now, funny enough, this, this hasn't happened in my English audience, but in the Spanish audience, I started developing this antagonist, which is not within the law of one, but when I started talking about non-duality, and I believe if, I mean, this is just my very poor educated guess, but because in the Spanish 
community and the Spanish culture, there is very little talk about what Buddhism, Taoism, all of this is foreign to us, like totally foreign. And there is not much of an appreciation or understanding. Now, bear in mind that it's not about being foreign in the sense of being from another place. Not only that, but it also contains so many contradictory elements of what we are used to in the Western world. And again, I may be wrong in saying this, but it is my uh, um, it is my discernment so far that there is a lot more knowledge in English in these topics than there is in Spanish. There is very little people talking about uh, non-duality in terms of the mystical path. Uh, what we have had, which also happened in the English, let's say, culture, was a, an extrapolation of the teachings in non-duality for occultism, for other practices, which simply take what they want from non-duality and start, you know, uh, a lot of metaphysics, you see. Uh, this this can be pointed out to the 18th century in at least in um, right the 18th century yes um, with a lot of this this Madame Blavatsky and others who have come here and they wanted to express yes part of this this knowledge but it was magical it was something interesting so in any case I feel that in it, not even this was available. Uh, broadly, let's say, to the culture in Spanish countries. So there is a lot of resistance to this. Um, Interestingly, the person who started to do this antagonism um, had a sort of relationship with me at some point. And it's it's interesting how this has been um, falling onto me. And at first, I have to admit that I felt very puzzled by this. And I said, why? (laughs) Why? Why would... Why would you create this? Why would this be, you know, the the response, you know, to 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 what we're doing here? Like we're we're trying to ease people's minds into saying, yes, you know, relax, everything's fine. I'm trying to do this in a in a sweet way, and so I'm presented with this. And my synthesis of all of this has been at this point that I need this antagonism. You see. Not in the sense that, you know, when people say, oh, you know, if you're getting, uh, if people are talking bad about you, you're doing something right. Yes, in a sense, that is true. But also because this is what I need. I need questions. I need doubts. I need fears. I need all of this because that's my job. My job is to alleviate these fears. I've been doing it with the law of one and all the metaphysical and spiritual and what's going to happen to me when I die and, you know, if I get possessed when I'm sleeping and all these things. So... Since I started doing this, I I have been dedicated to the alleviation of fears, doubts, questions, and things that I can perceive myself. Not because I go back to a text and say, oh, hold on, let me find out what this means in the textbook. I don't use textbooks. I use my experience in what seems logical to me. If that helps, great. If it doesn't, good luck uh, finding somebody else because you will find somebody else that makes sense to you. So that has been my dedication, that has been my uh, my direction. And I realized that yes, this antagonism is needed because I, 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 I want to have questions, I want to have doubts and people and I, so I can, not that I want to generate them, but somebody needs to generate them. So 
if somebody else is generating them, hooray, you know, I have I have work. <laughs> thank you for thank you for seeding the doubts in my audience, in essence. And I appreciate that. So it increases my capacity of service in the direction of alleviating the things that are, are being presented to other people who listen to me. And I take that opportunity with honor and with duty. So whenever you're presented with antagonism, uh, look at it as an opportunity for you to potentiate your work in the direction that you want. Um, like I said, I, I've, I've also actually got tempted to, uh, you know, this, uh, there's always the, the temptation of feeling angry and uh, feeling a victim of this uh, sort of approach to, to the work that I'm doing. But yeah, thankfully, uh, there, there's always some sort of wisdom that points out to, you know, which is more harmonious, to enter the conflict or to use the conflict as a sort of expansion of consciousness. That's what I choose to do. I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's just what my heart tells me. And I don't care. I'll continue doing what I do because that's what I love doing. So that's it. That's all I got for today. Uh, I appreciate you as always listening, watching this, depending on which platform you're at. I could actually appreciate if you can drop me a comment, a like, all those things to stimulate, massage the YouTube algorithm if you're here. Um, and if you're on Spotify or something else, hey, come visit me on YouTube. Tell me hello. A lot of people have come by and say, hey, I've been listening to you on Spotify for like five months and I just wanted to drop a comment here. I appreciate that. I see them. In the description, you can find uh, ways in which you can expand a little bit more with me, this knowledge, this mystical path of unity. Direct path is there. Uh, Instagram, you can contact me and know a little bit more about my mentorship, which I have been doing uh, gratefully with people who are in this path and I love I love doing this I really do and patron if you want to become a supporter because I could really really use the help right now so with that being said that's all I got for today take good care of yourselves uh, stay in the path of harmony and I'll see you in part two of session 85